Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have this, Alexis Neve, a luxury portrait photographer with a passion for empowerment photography. And Alexis loves to work with women-led brands, whether it's for personal branding or advertising, and helps them with the visual brand storytelling. And also, she has a podcast about cosmic witchcraft for the modern empowered woman seeking to craft a more magical life. Well, they are fantastic. Oh my gosh. Alexis, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and honored to be among all of your very valuable guests. Oh, so, so welcome. Look, can you expand a bit more on you know, where are you to your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? So I technically, in theory, started in August 2021. And that was absolutely by chance. I found an opportunity. So one of the things I didn't put in that version of the bio is in some other ones. I really love Japanese media, kind of like mm-hmm. manga, anime, video games. And there was the anime convention looking for someone to cover their uh, fashion show. And I was like, mm, I have a camera. I used to do fashion photography when I was a teenager and blogs were first start coming out. Let's try it. And that was not meant to be a business. So at that time, I did the portfolio, I sent it through, they got it. And then I was like, "Mm, I really enjoyed doing it. I felt like really coming alive. Let's do this. So I started, when I started doing it as a teenager, it was not as a business. It was not thinking through how to make it a business. Mm. And I really love fashion and music. So my first protocol in 2021 was the music photographer. Then I realized that's not really aligned with the kind of life that I want to have now at this age. It's cool. And I still love going to concerts and everything. But it's a tough gig when you're kind of getting older and you're a woman in an industry that is not very kind to women. Mm. So I then ended up um, connecting with people through online spaces in 2022. I, at, at that point, won a spot in a top 100 create UK creatives list by the creative agency Wishu. And so I was like, my confidence rocket, like skyrocketed. Yeah. And I was like, that maybe people actually think I'm good at these. So when I found people that were looking for someone to help out with doing what then I discovered was called personal branding. Mm. And that was people through um, to be magnetic, which is a manifestation group. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I ended up connecting with other people who are kind of like spiritual 
entrepreneurship spaces. And it was not by intention that I was doing that, despite the fact that I had this hobby of cosmic witchcraft. Then at the end of 2022, I started the podcast to share with others. And that's this, can still, this kind of story, yeah. just jump in there. Oh my gosh, the, we talk so much about the accidental entrepreneur on this show. And oh my gosh, that was you. You're doing this, then realized, oh, shit, I think I, think I like this and I think I'm good at it. That is kind of beautiful. And then you realize, oh, hold on. I've, I've actually, I've got a business. I've got a business. How did this happen? It's <laughs> it's kind of a crazy, fun, scary time, right? It is, yeah. Because when I was younger and I wanted to become a photographer and everybody was like, well, you need a studio and that costs money. And then you need a full frame camera and that costs money. And everything costs money. That You can actually rent a lot of the things that... My parents thought that was what I needed. And in school, that was expensive and everything. So I'm kind of like, it felt too big. Nobody believed that I could do it. So I abandoned it. And then it turned out to be so much easier to start than I thought. And I'm like, how did I waste 10 years working in marketing when I could have been doing this all along? Oh, my gosh. I want to pause there. And so you abandoned it. Now that's, it's so much, I mean, maybe it comes from a good place from other people, but maybe it's embedded with their fears, their doubts, their worries, not yours. And it comes from a right place. Oh, you can't just because of that. Have you thought about this? And it can be so restricted to entrepreneurs as, as they're starting out. Um, yeah. I think we all have stories about that, no matter how far we've, we've come since then. But that point about the, the entry point, it's going to be too expensive for you. Oh, you need this. You need to do this. You need to have this. All these you needs, oh my gosh, they're killers of dreams. I mean, podcasts. People talk to us about podcasts all the time. And we spoke to, to a lady earlier this week. And you know, I can't I can't start a podcast because oh my gosh, it's it takes all this money. It takes a year to start a podcast, and you need a big email list, and you need all this equipment, and you need exit. It all keeps yeah. on going. And I was like, hold on. No, you can start a podcast with zero lists, no editing. Equipments, you need your, your phone or your laptop. You don't need an expensive mic. Yes, you can build up, but you don't need any of these things to start with. So, so yeah. if you need anyone needs help starting a podcast, just get in touch with us. We'll tell you and share you behind the scenes of what we're doing. This is what it's all about. Remove the barriers. So sorry, that was a that was a long rant to say, oh my God. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Especially if you want me to uh, back you up. I started the podcast with an old microphone that I only had because I was running a podcast for a charity I used to work with. Mm. And um, that didn't work on my new MacBook. And I didn't realize it until a few episodes in. So they're all recorded. My first three, uh, well, two and a half, because now I have the microphone you can see in front of me. I had two and a half seasons recorded, mostly on the actual uh, microphone on the MacBook, mm. except for the um, guest episodes I do, and I was using the earplugs on my phone. Nice. It was like so basic. I love that. These little mistakes, like, oh, th- that shows it wasn't needed. And the, you actually. couldn't tell. Yeah. But some of these things, it's an excuse. So there, we talked about other people given us inheriting these beliefs. Oh, you need this. Have you thought about this? Oh, that's scary. I wouldn't do this. But then there's hours. It's like, oh, I, I can't start today because I don't have the microphone or I can't start because I've got no list. So therefore, no, 
it, what's the excuse? After, if there's always a yeah, but, or a because, huh, there's a story coming and there's a yeah. reason why we're putting it off. So this is a fun tangent. Oh my gosh, where <laughs> were we? We were talking about how you've grown and you found out, yes, yeah. I didn't waste 10 years. I didn't have to waste 10 years. I could have just done this. So as you've, as you've grown into your business, as you've been sort of progressing in the way that you want it, what was that like? Well, I did say I could have not w- wasted these 10 years, but actually having worked in marketing was quite helpful because mm. that directed the direction. I'm just repeating the same, but how to go about making it happen. Yes. It's a lot easier to have confidence that you can do it when you know what it is that you're doing. Mm. I'm not saying uh, I've done it perfectly. <clears throat> There's some personal uh, things that have happened that have kind of delayed my progress compared to what I would have wanted to to be at this stage but at the same time I knew that when I was ready after dealing with the personal stuff and the emotional fallout of that Mm. I would not need too much help it's not that I don't need any help I'm here obviously I value having people being my mirrors and giving their input and advice and I have other coaches and and it's not like but at the same time, it's still good to know that it's something that you choose to have to go to the next level rather than the kind of need to be able to just like take the first step. Mm. So knowing what to do and being able to say, well, actually, this is not something I want to do because I I know what it is that I'm doing and it doesn't feel like the correct choice for me when there's so much out there telling you what it's what's supposed to look like when you're running a business have you got an example of that for example there's a lot of people who think that you should be everywhere and Mm. that's exhausting and then you end up not putting as much effort and not having as as many results because you're spread too thin Mm. and so if you find where the people you want to work with are hanging out and you focus yourself in that then you can be successful and then it also depends on how big you want to go there's a lot in the online space especially about having really big businesses which is fine if that's what you want but some people are perfectly happy with a small one so how do you know which route is is good for you authenticity what's yeah what do you want there are all these courses gurus books podcasts everything out there saying here's what you should do here's how you can do this not a lot say hey hey, what do you want, dear one? What do you want? And all these tactics work. We were joking offline before you came on about sales and marketing and all this stuff that can be tricky and hard. All these strategies work. They all work. All this omni-channel being everywhere, it has its pros and cons. As a solopreneur, it's tough without automations, without things in the way. So, But I also think finding what's right for you, I think that's the most important thing rather than doing all this stuff. And yeah, we've we've been dancing around on TikTok. We tried that. <laughs> it's like, this doesn't feel in alignment. We don't actually enjoy this. Maybe we shouldn't do it. So yeah. you know when things are out of alignment, even though the people say you should do this. Hey, the second we started doing what we love, how we love to do it and being ourselves, magically, things change. Yeah. You would have thunk it, right? <laughs> 
I know. That's why I think what you do is really powerful because you help people connect with that authenticity, which is not very easy to connect with. Oh, we, we talk to me about that because that, that authenticity, <laughs> it can be sneaky, it can be hidden. We cannot trust ourselves. What's your journey with that been like? Oh, and that's how we circle back to the witchcraft piece because that's part of how I got to the point where I am now. It's always been not trusting it. I never really allowed myself to believe that it was right to do the things that I wanted. So mm. when I was little, I was always already. So for the audience who doesn't know this yet, I'm a manifester in human design. So I always had these big ideas coming through and things I wanted to do. And then I would try them on. And sometimes it didn't really fit after you try it. And mm. sometimes I wasn't meant to be bringing them to completion but there was always these things about me not being reliable because I would start things and not end them yeah so whenever I would then have an idea I would dismiss it because I never bring them to an end so what's the point so over the years I just stopped having them or mm. I would get to a point where I would ignore them so early on that I wouldn't realize I was having them so and so yeah that, that place about starting something and not finishing it it was because you were trying to find you were trying to find, so maybe you didn't understand at the time what was going on and then there's a perception of ah, oh, unreliable don't finish things when actually it's like it's in your dna it's in your human design that hold on and again these things we don't know at the time so trusting is it right to do what i want oh my gosh what a great line <laughs> thank you <laughs> This feels like it's going to appear on a graphic on Instagram. Yeah, I think I've got that T-shirt somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, so what yeah. was it like? As, what was it? Yeah, what was it like when you when you had this realization, when you had this understanding of, oh, shit, I, it's me. I, I get it. Yeah, so ooh, it's a complicated answer because I started looking into all sorts of things like tarot mm. and astrology, and then I found human design through that because... I was going through therapy for a little bit of religious OCD, and I was raised Catholic. Uh -huh. So that's the first protocol of things that you shouldn't be doing is dabbling in what is considered your cult. So then because of with OCD, you have to kind of face the triggers without relying on your coping mechanisms. So that's mm. part of how you treat it. And in my case, it was fairly mild, so I'm not sure how that applies to like harder case but that's kind of a general thing so I started looking into all these things because that were like the forbidden fruit and so I was like wow this is like painting a picture of everything about me um like black and white and it, it's making me feel really validated because instead of using the same thing having with that narrative that I'm unreliable and I can never do anything and everything it did say it did that same thing, but it made it look like that's actually a positive because this is how you were meant to be. So there's a purpose to the fact that you work that way. Yeah. And it was like, wow. This is the biggest thing for, for, for me personally with human design. And um, yeah, for, from my perspective, being you know, 
I'm British. I'm a man. Grr, I hustle, <laughs> grind through. That was that was the old mark. Okay. And I I yeah, I didn't whoops all this stuff. I didn't believe in that. And then realized, ah, oh, crumbs. I mean, tarot cards. This is my example. And I hope this hits home for some people who might be on the fence or unsure. For me, it's like tarot cards. You, you can whatever you you can make anything up with any card. It's always relevant, no matter what you pick. Until someone said to me, "Hey, Mark, it's yeah, but it it can't manufacture something from with you. So whatever the card is raised, whatever comes out with you, it's inside you. It's just a methodology, a modality to bring mm-hmm. out some awareness." Once I realized that, I was like, oh, I kind of get that now. And then human design, understanding the projector that I am, I need to be invited into. That's why I'm a, a great coach. I was a great projector, but I need to be asked. I need to be invited in. And once I am, then the other, other person can receive. So once you start to know yourself, your identity, who you are, what you're good at, what your limitations are, not that it defines you, that you can yeah. leverage that for me that was my game changer yeah no I like what you're saying about it's not that it defines you because I think a lot of people approach these kind of things as a bot and they put themselves yeah. in do not understand it it's like a language so there's a lot of people who talk about oh I don't believe in that and I'm like yeah but you don't have to believe in English you're using it do you believe in English no because that's the wrong question to ask it is mm. a language to talk about the human experience yeah. And the way that we are. Yeah. You said it perfectly. It's a box that people put themselves in. So I'm, I'm going to go on another rant here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Enneagram, um, star signs. I'm a Gemini, so I do this. I'm a Scorpio, I do this. Uh, disc. Um, even human design to a certain degree, these can be used as a crutch, as an excuse. Well, I'm this, so I'm allowed to do this or not do this. That's where we found... These are modalities that we help teach and coach people through. But we create the Unforget Yourself system. This is a blueprint that understands, okay, you can see where you are, not who you are, but where you happen to be in a situation which changes. This is flexible. It's fluid. So when we have our modality, the Unforget Yourself system, alongside DISC, Enneagram, human design, this is where it becomes super powerful. But then the point there is, all the others are very in a box or can be interpreted as that. And forget yourself was always meant to be, and this never defines you as a person. It was where you happen to be in that situation at that mm. time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So once you once you found yourself with this knowledge and understood that it doesn't define me, how did how did you leverage this? How did you use this to your advantage? Well, that's a good question. It I guess it's mostly responding to all of the messaging that I had growing up and Mm. being able to challenge them and ask is this true or is this someone's narrative about something that is true Mm. so as you were saying that the method is about responding to where you are and what is going on rather than seeing it as a more like the shades of gray compared to like black. So you have black and then you have all of the things that change and fundamentally it is the same color, just yeah. responding to the presence of the white. But that's a very like artistic person metaphor, isn't it? But that's how I see it. So you can do like then have that understanding that you can take with you to go back to when something challenges you and feels mm. like, am I being 
myself mm. or am I being someone else's version of myself? Just... Yeah. Sorry, this is the three five coming out. I think I've got that T-shirt as well. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this is beautiful. Okay. Yeah. We, we need Those... to make a, a line of merch. Absolutely, we're on it. But this, <laughs> these, these, but these questions—they're huge. They're huge principles. So, is it mine in terms of emotions? Is it actually mine, or are you feeling someone else's feelings? Um, is it true? Is it true? Oh my gosh, that's a good one. So that's what you said. Is it true? Is this a definite truth? Um, is it helpful in this moment? All these kind of questions that you can, when you pause and ask this, in reality, it could help you guide you to something. And yes, it can guide you to something. It was like, ah, oh, no, I need to. I now need to face something <laughs> or it can be freeing. So yeah. But oh, then again, it, if you're the kind of person who could ask those questions, the fact that you have to face something is probably not quite as scary as other people who are running away from it. Yes. Um, and as, as the coaches that we are, we get to ask these questions in the right place, in the right container and be like, cool. Once you get the answer, we're here to guide you through. So it's not like, here's a question. See you later. Good luck. No, that's not helpful. That's where things fall down. It's that continued support and guidance as you, as you said, you found the awareness, have these questions. That's like, oh, yeah, what do I, what do I do with this now? So, yeah. oh my gosh, this is, this is all fun and games. So well, looking forward, what's, yeah. what's your, where's your area of focus? What are you looking forward to now? Oh, because this is, well, it is technically related to my business, but I, as I mentioned about liking Japanese media, I want to go to Japan. And that's a case of, I'm not sure for how long, but either way, photography is a very mobile business because it, unless you have a studio, of course, which I don't really want to have because you can rent studio. So where your clients are, that's where you can have a business. So that's kind of feeling a little bit of transition on the establishing because it's good when you can have recurring business from people that you already have in the network. It's cheaper to retain a mm. client than it is to acquire a new one. But at the same time that can, I've, one of the things that came out for me from the lockdowns was I really love to travel. It's something that's important to me. And I feel like the circumstances I was in, didn't make me travel as much as I wish I did in the past decade yeah so that's one like on top of my bucket list is traveling more and making use of this talent I have to be able to have that lifestyle yeah with the the business that you've grown with the skills that you have the opportunities that you've been able to create it's like ah now now the only thing stopping you is Let's not go down that route. There's a few practicalities I, I need to handle before I, yeah. I take off. But yeah. Nice. Well, this is going to be fantastic. Look, Alexis, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story and just riffing with me. This has been so much fun yeah, to break down all these principles. I love that. Yeah. I love when I get to have conversation with like-minded people. So it's really energizing. It's been so much fun. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? So um, my website, if you actually want to look at the work, is uh, alexisnave.com. And then I mentioned social media. I'm getting really obsessed with threads. So I'm there and on Instagram at thisisalexisnave. And then, of course, my podcast. And I have a Substack, 
So that's Tyrus Sky and Witchy Things on all platforms and uh, Witchy Musings for the Substack. So that's all awesome. the places I can be found. Nice. Well, everyone <laughs> go check that out. And Alexis, thank you so much for being here, for sharing with us and yeah, playing thank along. Thank you for really cool. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be in your energy and have this conversation. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.